Hi, everyone. This is Pam Tory from Engage, and you are listening to the Engaged Podcast. We know tech is changing the way people market and sell more than ever. And on this show, I sit down with sales and marketing thought leaders and experts to learn how you can create, share, and measure your way to success. Today, we are thrilled to welcome Engage's very own CEO, Dean Curtis, to chat with us about the state of sales right now and how teams of all sizes have found success with dynamic presentations from Engage. Welcome, Dean. Thanks, Pam. Appreciate you having me on. It's so nice to have you here. Not like we don't talk regularly. Um, <laughs> it's nice to have you here in a more formal capacity to talk to our network and talk to our customers today and share just a little bit of your experience of being in this industry. I'm thrilled to have the chance to do so. Wonderful. Well, let's kick off this discussion with learning a little bit more about you. So how did you end up at Engage? Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting story and, and it's perfect timing because this week marked my sixth year with the company. Um, Congratulations. I joined, thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, I joined in February 2017 after spending eight years at Apple. And in my role there, I was focused on bringing Apple products to business. And we started with the iPhone, then it was the iPad. And you know, near the end of my tenure, the last couple of years, I was part of a team that was tasked to build a partner ecosystem. And as part of that partner ecosystem, we recruited Scroll Motion, now known as Engage, uh, to be part of that partner program and to be one of our premier partners. Uh, we were working with them to, to build us digital sales tools for the partner program, but also had kind of convinced them that the platform that they were using was great, but it was probably not as user-friendly as it could be. And maybe there was a better way to do it. So throughout that process, uh, myself and another member of our team decided to join Scroll Motion, now Engage, uh, to execute the vision that we had collaborated to create through that partner program at Apple. Very cool. So let's shift gears a little bit and talk about what Engage actually does. Can you tell our listeners and viewers um, what Engage is actually all about? Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's so the the highest level at Engage. We believe it's just plain wrong that it's so hard to create an amazing presentation, share it with the people who need it, and then measure whether it was all worth it. <laughs> so from a creation perspective, we provide all the tools so that people can create professional, powerful, impactful, let me think of another adjective, um, really interactive presentations that are really different from what they may have had in the past. For example, we typically will when we're working with a customer, they'll have a, a really big PowerPoint presentation or something that they're using today, hundreds sometimes of pages, and we'll help them condense that into a more meaningful story that has tremendous depth uh, that gives the salesperson really an amazing tool to use during that process. Uh, the second piece of that was sharing. So we allow you to control who gets the access to the presentation, whether they're people in your company, whether they're partners, whether they're um, whether you're actually going to use it to distribute to another set of companies. So lots of different ways to share with people, uh, lots of ways to control the things that those people get access to through permissions. And then finally measurement, we want to make sure that it was all worth it. So you spend all this time and effort creating something, you've gotten it out to the people who want to, who need access to it. And then how can we measure whether or not the thing that you made is actually performing in the way that you want it to be. So that measurement or analytics within the platform, we can tell you all of what someone's doing, how long they're spending, what they're spending their time on, 
And does it match the training that you've you've uh, you've delivered to that that team? Um, is it actually, let's say you you train like you know you really should be spending X amount of time on on these different sections? Are you doing it? And it's not as much of a big brother idea, but it's more around accountability and then learning what's working and what's not. Great. So who are who are the people who are actually benefiting the most from Engage out in the world, in the wild, if you will? Yeah, I think, I mean, there's a few different groups that I would say. I think the first one, and we don't talk about this very much, are the people who design the content for their sales team. Because I, I believe, and this is obviously, I'm going to say this, but I really do believe it, that we provide a tool that gives them something that they haven't had in the past, which is a really easy to use environment to create these dynamic experiences with no code required. So first person I think is the is the designer, whoever in marketing or in the creative team who's responsible for building content, we give them a great tool. Uh, the second person or group of people that I think we impact the most is the sales team. Because I, having been in sales for the majority of my career before coming to uh, the company, I know that I was always scrambling to find the latest presentations. I was always wondering if there was a new version. Um, I was always curious if what I had was going to actually work because we can get a whole lot of training on it. And having the the comfort to know that when I open my iPad and I'm in the field and I'm going to a customer's house, that I know what's gonna be there and it's always gonna be up to date, that it can exist offline, all the technical things. Like to me, that salesperson is is has a, a great benefit because their sales process can be very consistent and the consistency can help them win more. Uh, the third group I would say is, is the sales leadership. So sales leadership has a really hard job, right? They have to hire salespeople, they have to train them, and then they have to evaluate whether they're doing the things that that they're trained to do in an effective way, and then take best practices from those who are successful and retrain the ones who maybe aren't. And what through Engage, we give sales leadership the opportunity to save a little bit of time by not having to do so many ride-alongs because we have rich analytics, but also we give them those insights into how people are performing across their team with real data on how presentations are being delivered to give them the information they need to, in order to help them make more decisions. Um, and then a, a fourth group that I would say are, and this is a really specific one, but we have a lot of relationships with building product manufacturers or just in general, people who have products that they rely on other people who they don't control to sell. Uh, so we have relationships with some big product manufacturers like Owens Corning and Kohler and those. And I think they really benefit because we give them a new tool to update and um, to enable their channel with. So they can now be a sales enablement provider to their channel um, like many are, uh, but with a new way of doing it. Yeah. And as as somebody who runs the team that creates the content that the sales team is out there using, I have to say, I really do love the ability to make everybody use the same presentation. It, it really does provide joy. It sparks joy in my day. Yeah. That we are in the Wild that. Wild West shows are, are back, right? So you have all these shows on TV now of the Old West. Well, we don't want Wild West in sales. Mm -hmm. like, you want to have a predictable thing that your sales team is going out and doing. Yeah, you want to be able to repeat it and scale. That's right. The goal. Um, so I'd love to dig in a little bit more to some of these customer stories. So you talked about some of the different personas that really benefit from using Engage out in out in their businesses. 
What sort of benefits have you seen from our actual customers who have adopted Engage and rolled it out to their teams? Yeah, um, I think the first one is we we hear from our customers that their sales teams are prepared, they're more polished, and therefore they're more professional um, when they show up. And, and a lot of our customers are using Engage in the home. So they're using it in a one-on-one sales setting. They're using it uh, in order to educate during the sales process um, at someone's home. So they they spend a ton of money and they show up in their nice swag. Like, you know, then they, they look great. They put the booties on, they go in the home. And then when they pull out their presentation, it up levels it even more, right? So they're incredibly professional, incredibly polished and incredibly prepared in order to to present what they are there to help educate the customer and obviously in, in turn close a deal. Um, what that's led to is higher close rates, faster close times, and larger deal sizes. So one example uh, that we have, and we have a great case study on our website around East Coast Roofing. Um, in the first six months of using Engage, they saw an average of a five percentage point month over month increase in the close rate. So, you know, going from 25 to 30%, I don't know if those are the exact numbers, but increasing it that much is is significant. And it led to a return on investment of an additional 10 jobs a month on average of $15,000. So when you extrapolate that out, it's about a $900,000 ROI in the first six months of using Engage. So having really professionally prepared sales team members who can close faster for higher at a higher rate for larger deal sizes has an immediate impact on a business's bottom line. Then coming back from that, now you have more informed leadership who can look at all of the performance of the sales team, right? So not only is the salesperson benefiting, sales leadership there is benefiting as well. They can then train the staff to up-level everyone to have the same skill set as the high achievers, right? So all of these things kind of building on themselves. So moving on from just results of using Engage, um, obviously we know that uh, we really help our customers to transform the way that they sell in the home. I want to pull back a little bit and talk about sales enablement and tech stack. Sales enablement is kind of a trendy word that we hear. I see it on LinkedIn all the time. It's in a lot of business articles, a lot of business publications. Uh, So we hear about tech stacks and sales enablement in the sales world. What role does Engage play in this new landscape of creating a full tech stack, of creating a sales enablement tech stack for your team? Yeah, I think I hear from a lot of customers, they wish they could go to one software provider, buy one piece of software that solves all their problems. Uh, there is no such thing. Uh, there there are people who will maybe try and sell you something, but in reality, you need to understand what the pain points are in your business and research what those pieces of technology are that can help solve those pain points and then integrate those into one stack of technology that your team uses. So we become a critical part of the tech stack for many of our customers where, you know, they have a CRM and they have a configure price quote tool and they have us and they as a presentation tool, they have financing partners, they have, um, you know, additional software to help manage the, the job once it gets booked. And what we find is the it's super important that there's a lot of work and careful consideration done in choosing those different pieces of the tech stack. And then secondly, making sure the team is trained and enabled on them um, and not worried about just 
fancy buzzwords of, oh, I need this XYZ system, but really understanding the problems that it solves and understanding the value that it returns so that your team can be more effective. And that's in any piece of technology. That's not just in presentations. Um, you know, we actually go through inside of our company an examination every six months of all the different technologies we use. We identify every every technology in order for it to be used has to have a, a job associated with it. What is the job to be done with this piece of software? Who are the people who will benefit from it? And then we then look at, is it returning the value that we initially thought uh, in the purchase of the software? So we recently have gone through uh, and looked at a couple of pieces of software and implemented a new piece of technology that will replace probably three others so that we can be more efficient in what we do, solves the problem in a better way. So not only is it important to think about the tech stack, but also think about how frequently you're looking at examining whether those things are truly providing the value that uh, they promised at the beginning. So when we look at this world of all these trends, everything's changing as far as the tech stack, as far as sales enablement, as far as sales training, um, there's a lot of economic factors going on, external economic factors pressing on sales teams right now. You know, we're dealing with some economic uncertainty. There's still some delays with supply chain issues or challenges with getting materials. With all of this chaos bearing down on sales teams, what do you think salespeople should be focusing on as we start 2023? You know, we're heading into the you know middle of the first quarter of 2023. Where do you think that focus should be? Yeah, I think I think the number one thing is to ensure that I mean any great salesperson, I would say any great team member within your company is always learning and sharpening their skills. There are new techniques. Now, there's also the fear of just running to the shiny object of the day. So you have to be careful, but I think it's important that uh, a salesperson is always learning and always sharpening their skills. And in, in a very specific way, what are the things that are going to make you successful as a salesperson? You need to be product expert, right? We call it in our company, we call it product fluent, right? Of the things that you're trying to encourage your customers to purchase, how fluent are you in those products? How fluent are you in the value that they bring to the consumer? Because that to me, that to the consumer is most important, right? And so what are you doing as a salesperson to always be learning, always be sharpening your skills around the product fluency? Um, the second thing is really about keeping your funnel full. Um, the sales funnel is, is, is the lifeblood of any salesperson and ensuring that you're doing all that you can to ensure that you're you're getting as many leads in your funnel as, as you possibly can. And if you're not responsible for that, the ones that fall into your funnel that you're responsible for, ensure that you are providing the most value to them because people don't buy products. They buy value, right? They don't they they don't buy a a window, they buy a warm home. <laughs> so we want to make sure as a salesperson that you're understanding the value that you're driving for the for the customer by having that great product knowledge that great fluency by taking the 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 value and increasing the value of the of your leads because right now leads are a little more sparse for some companies and if those leads are so valuable you want to be able to make the most of every appointment and you're only going to be able to do that as the best possible 
um, sales professional that you can be and be prepared for that for that sales call. And whatever your tools are, whatever your knowledge has to be, just keep sharpening those skills. So for folks listening today, if they take one single nugget away from this conversation, what do you want that to be? Yeah, I think throughout my career, I've really focused on the intersection of technology and business. And I think there's a lot of noise out there because there's always going to be something new. I, I mean, and quite frankly, we are probably that new thing that's coming into a lot of companies. Is it noise or is it signal, right? And what I would what I would say is take stock of what you're using and look that when by what you're using, I mean the technology tools you're using and identify the ROI of what you're spending, not only in dollars, but the time it takes to learn and, and effectively use those systems and really evaluate what tech is working and what's not and then where there are gaps in what you could be using in order to really accelerate your business. So that one thing is look at your tech stack, understand what's valuable, understand what's not, and ensure you're training your teams consistently so you can measure the impact of that technology and that the impact that it's having on your business. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Dean, on this episode of the Engaged Podcast. It's always great talking with you, but it's been nice to talk to you in a slightly more formal setting than our usual meetings. Love being here. I look forward to more of these and, and listening and learning from a lot of other people as we continue this on. Thank you so much for listening today. This has been Pam Tory from Engage with the Engaged Podcast.